to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I am Adam Gobeski, and we have with us three guests who will now introduce themselves in alphabetical order by first name. I'm Brianne Gobeski. I'm Doug Gobeski. No relation. No relation to who? (laughs) (laughs) No relation whatsoever. (laughs) Just a weird coincidence. And I am Paul. Gabeski Wilcox. <laughs> oh, how'd you get that name in there? I, you know, I don't know. Like You're hyphenating just, now. Yeah, I am hyphen. It is a hyphenation. He's transitioning into a talented Mr. Ripley situation here. Why are you so messy? You got really quiet there. And slurpy. <laughs> well, I am a. I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Black Label in honor of our podcast today. It's uh, episode seven of our Merry Marvel Movie March, and we're talking about Men in Black, the 1997 smash hit from Columbia Pictures. I think that's the first time in our Merry Marvel Movie March where you can say smash hit (laughs) (laughs) non-sarcastically. Yes. Yes. And I actually have more exciting news for you, Charlie, in that this Episode seven tilts the balance so that no longer half of our episodes have been about Captain America. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I Except he Captain still America. got a mention, though. I he was did. just going to say that. Yeah. This was also, yeah, the first Marvel movie of the modern era to not mention a DC character. Oh, really? <laughs> but, but Captain America did get mentioned instead. <laughs> the- so this one's. So this one's actually a bit of a Mary Marvel asterisk movie march. There, there was questions about whether this counted as a Marvel property or a Marvel movie, at least at the time that the movie came out. So you had more information about that than I did, Adam. Yes, and that I looked at Wikipedia. But, uh, <laughs> and I didn't, therefore. <laughs> so in 1990, a company called Air Cell Comics released three issues of this thing called The Men in Black. Uh, they... Apparently, we're like part owned by another company called Malibu Comics at the time. And then at some point, late 1990, early 1991, Aerosol more or less got completely absorbed into Malibu or something like that. So then Malibu issued three more issues. And then at some point in that time period, Columbia got interested and said, hey, let's buy the rights. And then in between that, 1994, Malibu got bought by Marvel Comics. And absorbed into them. And then this movie came out in 1997. So there was some question as to whether or not this counted as a Marvel property because mm. it didn't start out as a Marvel property. I think what actually ended up deciding it for us was that we watched the credits and saw that it said based on the Marvel comic. <laughs> <laughs> Seems as good as any method. Yeah. So I think it was a combination of that and Charlie wanting to not watch an awful movie. Right. <laughs> the last the last theatrically released movie we watched was Howard the Duck. <laughs> then we watched three right. non-theatrically released movies. So I'm willing to say this is uh, Marvel's first success in a long time. <laughs> or really at all, I suppose. Yeah. I'd say uh, at all. Yeah, so if you don't count Men in Black, Howard the Duck <laughs> is the largest grossing Marvel property until Blade. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, when did uh, when did Blade come out? Is that coming up next? Blade is Blade is next, next year. All right, perfect. Well, next year in terms of the real world, not next year in terms of the podcasts. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> we get really sidetracked. I've just I've, I've looked it up. Uh, the rights were optioned in '92, so when when they were with Malibu rather than Marvel. Although Marvel did release a bunch of comic books to tie in with this when the movie came out and the subsequent sequels, I think, or at least two. I don't know if they released anything for three, but are they? still releasing comics at all or was it just a limited run i think it was like one shots and yeah you would think that it's a pretty good property i don't know why they wouldn't continue to go with it unless i oh, it wasn't selling so again looking at wikipedia so it could be wrong uh it looked like the original comic is actually much darker than the movie oh like instead of like erasing people's memory they were killing witnesses <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was just a movie invention. I, I, I thought, like, oh, this has got to be, like, a trademark thing of the comic. Yeah, no. Neuralizer. <laughs> yeah, much like the uh, the mixtape in Guardians of the Galaxy. It does not appear in the original property, it seems. Hmm. 
Well, it does now. Maybe that was the delay between getting the rights and actually making the movie was they had to figure out a way in the script to not have them murder innocent people. <laughs> they didn't want to automatically have a rated R movie. <laughs> Make a comedy where we kill everyone. <laughs> that really put a spin on that uh, scene where Will Smith fires his gun in public. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to murder all these people. Thanks, Will. <laughs> <laughs> meaning to the word cleanup crew <laughs> <laughs> city block found abandoned next day no explanation no, you, you don't abandon it you just blow the whole thing up in a gas explosion uh, yeah oh, I've heard you know, of gas things. explosion claims 50 <laughs> the only time in my life I've ever laughed at that phrase Doug <laughs> <laughs> That you can recall. Yeah, no. Yeah. Now that this opens up the whole possibility that my memory has has been erased, right? They won't let you remember. (laughs) They won't (laughs) let you. (laughs) Apparently, according to the Wikipedia page, the comic had the neuralizer. Oh, did they? Yeah. They just... Doesn't mean they weren't knocking people out, too, but... (laughs) They just didn't like using it. (laughs) They just they just had more tools in their toolbox. <laughs> the batteries for these things are so expensive. It's <laughs> <laughs> just easier. Yeah. And not not all a- the agents have one, right? So <laughs> That is true. Well, Will Smith did not get his until the very end. That's true. Yeah, what if he had to blank someone's memory while uh, he was, you know, on his own? So what do you want to talk about with Men in Black? Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I guess just off the bat, how enjoyable it was. I mean, I remember it being enjoyable, and you thought maybe it would have lost something over the course of 20 years, but nope. not at all. All the laugh lines were just as funny, I think, as they were 20 years ago. So I remember seeing this when I was in seventh grade. So for me, I had just started junior high, and I, as we started watching this, it just oh wow brought me back. We've what? started reaching movies that people actually saw at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely mm-hmm. remember thinking, I remember laughing so hard at this movie and being shocked at how good it was, even when I was in seventh grade. And so even today, I still it still holds up. Like, it was still, I mean, even if it was really released today, I still think it would, be a, would have been a smash. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think part of that is due to the chemistry between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, actually. Yeah, I agree. That is true. You watch the end of the movie, and it seems really short-sighted now, the fact that they have Tommy Lee Jones retire. <laughs> like, oh no, that's going to be <laughs> well, a problem for the sequel. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost you, you almost wouldn't see that now. Like, they'd keep that sequel in their back pocket. They'd already be shooting the sequel, actually. <laughs> They already have planned a Men in Black cinematic universe <laughs> with with dates set up for the next 20 years. Well, it did bring another element to that movie, though, to the sequel in what they did. Well, we can't talk about the sequel yet because we're not there yet. No, we're not. Oh, we're watching, we're watching, watching all of them, right? Well, if oh. this one counts, you better believe the other two count. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, I didn't buy all three about... on Blu-ray for nothing. I don't want to watch those. My <laughs> uh, third one's supposed to be pretty good, I thought. Okay, no, I, have yeah, I don't. Even, I don't remember two either. I don't. Uh, the main it thing won't I remember let about you remember. Hey, the main hey, thing hey, I remember hey, about two is a lot of You can't talk about two. You can't yeah, talk about two. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Say they won't let you remember. Men in Black. You can't talk about two. You're gonna spoil it for me. Men in Black Two is episode twelve. All right. Men in Black One now. Wait, Tug, have you never seen Men in Black Two? No, I haven't. I've seen one and three. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't want those two spoilers. No. Is three a prequel or something? Like, you think you kind of know a little bit what happened. Actually, I think three is partly a prequel. Uh, oh. Three takes place in the past. Ish. Well, we can't talk about three either, guys. <laughs> <laughs> save it for those. You gotta save that material. You can't. <laughs> So starting at the beginning of Men in Black, when, you know, they're out in the Arizona desert, or at least that's what they're supposed to be. There was even a there was even an an Arizona sign. I recognize the because like every state has like the distinctive pattern on their their like local 
uh, routes, right? Like Michigan's a diamond, Pennsylvania's a keystone, uh, Utah's that stupid beehive thing. Yep. Right. So Arizona is a rough outline of the state of Arizona. And so I recognize that on the, the road sign that they they're showing. But yeah. So and and obviously they're going to Nogales, which is in Arizona. But anyway, so they were when they take the the suspected alien farther into the desert when he unveils himself and it is the the actual alien himself. When I'm looking, I was watching it. I'm going, holy cow! This puppetry is amazing because that was not CGI. The alien itself or yes. the head? No, the alien himself. Well, I don't know about the head. Was the head CGI? I think that one was CGI. I would have assumed that was just a puppet. Oh. I mean, and that, I mean, that was a real, obviously a real actor. They did a really good job with that. But even still, the whole puppet, the whole alien guy was phenomenally done. I it just, I could, I was looking at it now with a little bit more knowledge of some of the movies that are coming on. And I'm just happy to see they didn't go strictly CGI, that they're still using those really awesome puppet things. <laughs> well, keep, keep in movie. mind what CGI looked like in 1997. That is true. <laughs> because the one scene yep. where he's being thrown around by the tentacle was really rough now. <laughs> yeah. To watch in yeah. the background compared to. But still pretty good. Like, well, top of the line for the time, CGI wise, though, right? Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying. Doesn't that... age as well as practical practical right. effects in general. Oh, the the Oscar winning Men in Black. What did it win an Oscar for? Best soundtrack? Best makeup. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that was. Yeah. Uh... I thought Tommy Lee Jones looked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Will Smith was flawless. <laughs> yeah. really the first thing it. I noticed, I was like, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones is young. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's one of his first movie roles. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I thought it was, I also thought the retirement thing at the end was unusual too, because I thought Will Smith was supposed to be a replacement for the first guy. So who replaced the first guy? Well, no one replaced the first guy. <laughs> so they're oh, going, they're down, man. Oh, that's well, right. She did. Yeah. Yeah. So they had, they'd already, they already wrapped everything up. They were like, now it's him and, uh, what's her name? Yeah. Creepy. Oral. Queen of the undead. The queen of the undead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Aaliyah, queen of the damned who came a couple <laughs> years later. <laughs> what are we talking about? I might have zoned out for a second. Oh, uh, creepy coroner lady. Wait, okay, that's what I thought you were talking about, but why is she creepy? I didn't think she was creepy. Yeah, she didn't seem creepy to me. She's flirting with Will Smith while reaching into a dead body. Well, I mean, she thinks it's not a dead body, I suppose. I mean, I guess she's with someone she thinks is a physician. Still, it was a little bit unusual. I, uh, yeah, they, they started I, I, off, like, leaving it kind of. She was, like, maybe a little bit of the uh, eccentric... Well, uh, I think that was just type. meant to, to just show that she was so used to dead bodies and stuff that it didn't yeah, face that's true. Like I, it, it didn't come across as creepy to me. Although I did want her to finish the line right when he like got interrupted, which is, you know what I like to do sometimes when I'm alone in the. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was the thing. That's that's where it, that's the important <laughs> line. <laughs> we all want to know what that is. It was eat popcorn and watch Frankenstein. <laughs> so it's either something really creepy or a complete non sequitur, right? It has yeah. to be one of the two. It's it's Watch way. Frankenstein, her nickname for one of the most recent arrivals. <laughs> you guys are making this way worse. Who <laughs> looked like? Well, at least it's not reenact Frankenstein. Oh uh, yeah, they did that'd have really, in this movie. That'd be a pretty terrible thing for the coroner to do. Directed by the same guys as the Adams Family movies. This oh, okay. is Barry Sonnenfeld. So that's huh. probably why Lurch shows up in this. That's true. And uh, <laughs> and yes, he is Loxana Troy's attache, valet, whatever, butler on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh. And he is in Twin Peaks as well. Yes. He's the giant in one of the dream worlds. If that helps anybody. Nope. <laughs> that's about the best description you can give of a David Lynch character. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on par with no, the, rest the of best them. description of a David Lynch character you can give is the guy who is on screen in episode three at <laughs> such and such a time. <laughs> Not him, the other one. <laughs> Tony Shaloub was in it. Tony Shaloub, David Cross. David Cross. Yeah. Appearance. 
I think that's before Mr. Show even, so. No, I, I looked it up. It's uh, in the middle of the run of Mr. Show. Oh, okay. So he's done Mr. Show. He's done the Ben Stiller Show. He's done a couple movies up okay. to this point. Yeah. Uh, Vern Troyer, sure. I saw the name go by. Yeah, what was he? Said he was Alien Son. I have no idea who, what character that was, but. Hmm. Oh, no, I think he's one of the guys that's like in line with like the passport. So like he would, he, I don't think he'd be anything more than just someone passing okay. along in the, uh, in the agency. But yeah, that's a couple years before he becomes mini me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I guess the biggest difference from watching it this time compared to previous times is that Vincent D'Onofrio always really creeped me out in this role. And I oh, guess yeah. he still does, but this time I'm much more able to appreciate what a great job he does. It's pretty crazy. He's like the highlight of the movie for me now. I couldn't believe how much of a physical actor he was. Like, I knew he was a good actor, but not one could do so much physical acting like that. And it worked. Like, he just... Yeah. Phenomenal. I think this is fairly early for Vincent D'Onofrio, too, in his career, isn't it? So he obviously done Full Metal Jacket, but is there a lot else? I don't know. I mean, I didn't know this was him until I looked up the cast list right before we watched it right now it's like oh yeah okay i guess he had a num he, he had a whole bunch of like other roles up to this point i'm talking out of my butt <laughs> we can we can call this like mid-period d'onofrio <laughs> before he became the kingpin i love his wife too even oh, to yeah. this day i still am able to do her little line of sugar water yeah like and- i I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch Men in Black. And Brian just started saying sugar water at me. I was like, what the? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I forgot or, all that. Yeah, Edgar, you're going to hanging off your bones. <laughs> <laughs> and Edgar, shoot. <laughs> I, I always came back to those lines when I was a kid. I don't know why. Oh, man, for, for me, it's the, yeah, the, the Edgar suit. And also, at the end, the... Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I that. make this look good. Line. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, this movie is definitely full of like fun lines. I, mean, I think actually the thing I noticed this time around that I don't think I know that I'd ever noticed before was the little semi running joke of Tommy Lee Jones identifying Will Smith's character by various color names. And Will Smith giving him like side eye every time. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, this is my colleague, Mr. Black. And then later he's Dr. White. Right. So, the yeah, the first time was was Mr. Black, which I think offended Will. <laughs> <laughs> which is why he came back later and said Mr. White. So the question is, was he just choosing colors or did he do that on purpose? <laughs> and was trying to either apologize or uh, make a nod to it later. Yeah, but either way, Will Smith gives him side eye both times. <laughs> oh, and, and then the uh, the running thing too of ever, saying he doesn't want to be called like boy or kid or whatever, right? And then they all find different ways to call him the exact same thing anyway. Think <laughs> slick, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except, isn't that so? I might be completely off base here, but I thought there is a problem in uh, how white people deal with black people particularly black men is that they will uh degrade them by using these terms oh absolutely boy son Son specifically yes yes yeah and so will smith's clearly reacting that so in some respects the fact that they keep all sort of doing it to him is now today it's a little like yeah this is a a little (laughs) bit racist guys i don't know i think you might be reading too much into it if he hadn't said son specifically i might not have picked up on it but i I thought the same thing, Adam, actually. At least they brought up age as a thing, right? So yeah. they were making these references to him because he was young, supposedly, right? And then he later he calls them old. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's how it was played off, at least. Right. No, I'm not saying yeah. it's a major problem. We should all go protest Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> it was just something I sort of noticed. I can't believe you bought that Blu-ray set, Adam. <laughs> Spent ten dollars on it. We're gonna boycott the new Spider-Man movie because it's from Colombia. But even as a kid, I don't think that I totally took it as well. It's just because he's young, 
right? Yeah. That's how I, I'm right. so, you know, right. never have thought of it. I mean, even little things like him flipping him off when he's in the hole. I definitely did not catch that as a kid. Oh, man, that Will Smith is the reason I do that to people is because of that. Scene. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps the greatest thing you got out of watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the greatest, but the most useful. <laughs> Another actor that was in this that I forgot was um, I can't think of his name, but the guy who plays Monk. Tony Shalhoub. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't I didn't know the name. But Wait, who, who was You he mean the guy from Galaxy Quest? Wasn't yes. he the guy yes. who got his head shot off? Yes, yeah. Jeebs. Oh, okay. I barely recognized him, actually. The funky teeth and the... Yeah, he's definitely got some makeup going to make him look <laughs> a little different, but... Because unless he looks like Antonio Scarpacci from Wings, then I don't recognize him. <laughs> Uh, only way I recognize it. <laughs> and now we're all reflecting the greatness of wings. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just kind of thinking to myself, there's a show that people never mention these days. People mention Cheers. They don't mention wings. It's true. Thomas, Thomas Hayden Church. That's, that's the mechanic. I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Who's the main guy in Wayne's? I can picture him, but can't connect him to a name. Tim hmm. Daly. And then I don't remember the other. And his, the and brother. his brother with longer hair. Anyway, we could put that in the show notes. <laughs> Let's not stop. Steven Weber. Steven Weber, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's the one now I'm we've picturing. talked more about Wings than anyone else has. <laughs> Maybe we should just start years. a podcast about Wings. <laughs> just watch an episode of Wings every week. <laughs> That would take a long time. There were eight <laughs> seasons of Wings. <laughs> this episode also takes place at the airport. <laughs> Man, fuck it. Today on our Merry Marvel Movie March, we discussed Wings. <laughs> we're going to take a little detour now that we've, you know, brought up the idea. We have to watch all episodes <laughs> of Wings before we can return. <laughs> Marvel timeline <laughs> meanwhile 30 more marvel movies have come out <laughs> it did get slightly worrying in that we hit the summer season for a while it was like every time we did a movie podcast a new marvel movie came out oh <laughs> so yeah it's like we never gained any ground <laughs> uh the only other thing i noted is that when will smith is chasing down the uh cephalopoid or cephalopod Cephalopoid? Cephalopoid. Yeah. Ch- at the beginning, is that Will Smith runs like a runner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like he's got his hands, his arms moving next to him, his hands are flat, straight out, instead of like in fists like people want to run. So. Oh, like, he, yeah, he's like full-on sprinter form. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he uh, trained for this role. <laughs> Maybe he did. Tommy Lee Jones mentions it multiple times about how he Chased him down it. on foot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, oh, we, we haven't mentioned Rip Torn yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, but Charlie wants to mention Will Smith's wardrobe, so he should do that first. Yeah, which uh, Doug, <laughs> Doug, Doug seemed to have a, have an issue with it, but I, I think it was pretty uh, standard, like, late 90s fare, but it was huge. It was, like, twice as large. Yeah. Twice as large it's... as it needed to be. It was almost like, I can't believe he could run in that. <laughs> like, I thought there'd be so much drag. Well, did you see the guy that was he was running after also had huge pants? I actually noticed that, too. Like when he jumped and was moving, those were just as big. It's like you guys don't remember Jenko's. (laughs) I know. Like I said, it's and a sailboat worth of denim to wear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every everyone was slower. So it all equaled out. No wonder he could catch up to him on foot. I really liked the how how he always, you know, he had his orange jacket around his waist most oh, yeah. of the time. That was a pretty cool look back then. It was now hard to pull off nowadays. Yeah, I always thought when I was a kid that he was wearing an orange jumpsuit like from a prison. <laughs> <laughs> and he had Wait, just taken off. Now what that was? Oh, it's just a tracksuit. I thought like it looked a little bit hazmat like. <laughs> Most of the bottom part of it. Oh, like it, and he just folded it down and tied yeah. the arms. Like, but yeah. it was really a. Am I the only person proper. who remembers 1997? 
let us talk about how in the past everyone was ridiculous and we're just fine now. <laughs> yeah. The rest of us have spent 20 years trying to repress 1997, Adam. You know, in 10 years, that's going to be fashionable again. <laughs> God help us it's, all. It's on its way. The Jankos are coming back. You'll see. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the parachute pants. Uh, MC Hammer. They're hanging up in the closet. I'm just waiting. I just want to take this opportunity to make sure that the blog post mentions the Onion article about the guy who still wears Jankos because he's sure they're coming back in style. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't actually talked about Rip Torn yet. Oh, right. Yeah, shortly uh, before he became president of Shineheart Wigs or... (laughs) <laughs> yeah now i have to look up rip torn because i'm just struggling to come up with things that he was in but i know he's in like so dodgeball. much oh dodgeball i think that's the other if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge yeah. a ball <laughs> there yeah. was there was definitely a period of time in which i got rip torn and meatloaf confused <laughs> <laughs> no. really i don't know why maybe just because they both have bizarre names but is anybody else picturing Rocky Horror with Rip Torn in it right now? Or is that just me? Well, well not anymore. Whoa. <laughs> now that we're all envisioning it. Oh, Rip Torn's been working way longer than I ever thought. He's in Cane of Kings. Really? The 1961. He's Judas in Cane of Kings. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. I just love his name. Is that his real name or is that a stage name? His real name is Elmore Rule Torn Jr. Rip Torn, much better. His his family called him Rip, apparently. Oh. It always creeped me out because... Uh, oh, he's in Defending Your Life. That's a highly underrated movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's your opinion. You're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> I feel like it, uh, if anything, it's overrated, but... Regardless, we're talking about Rip Torn here. Incorrect. Carry on. See, I think we can all agree that it's uh, rated improperly, though, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's right on the dot. (laughs) Whatever whatever you think it is, it's wrong. (laughs) So Rip Torn actually looks very much like a family friend of ours. So when I saw this, it freaked me out because I actually thought our family friend was in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's it was it took me a bit to realize that no that was not mr minard that that was someone else has anyone told him this i believe i might have said something i haven't seen him in a long and, and he time. said who's rip torn probably <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you tried to explain it to him and you had the same reaction that charlie had of i know he's in stuff <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. The other scene that I thought I still found way more hilarious than I probably did as a kid, but was when they're trying to take the test. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's probably one of my favorite scenes. You know, and you just because now that you're older, you know, you remember those tests a little bit more. Those things with the taped sides and the, you know, always breaking through the paper. And now that I've experienced life a little more, the table seemed like a good, (laughs) good move. Yeah, by the way, I'm 90% certain those are SAT sides. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that always bugged me about the test, though, is maybe the little girl is carrying the books for someone else, right? Or maybe she's just really smart. (laughs) Uh, It shows his, you know, thinking outside the box. I get that, but... No, that's not what it shows at all. (laughs) What does it show? It shows that he's confronted with all these bizarre things and he's everyone else is shooting at him. And he so because he has a problem with authority, he shoots the one he's not supposed to shoot and then comes up with an after the fact justification for it as a sort of F you to rip torn. See that? That's funny. I didn't read that into it. The scene, though. I didn't read that. Yeah. yeah, I never read into it that he was serious and that that he shot this little girl for that reason. My, it, I always took it as he shot this little girl just to sort of say, screw you guys, and then justified it sarcastically after the fact. Yeah, because then he started going down his whole line, and I appreciate it if you get off my back about it. Right. Yeah, I'll, I guess, yeah. I'll, inter- I'll interpret the scene as such from now on, because I like that a lot better. No, my question is, with the test that they were taking, was 
the written test actually like an intelligence thing? Or is it legitimately trying to see how they were going to take a test when they had no means of like make of comfort at all? I've always wondered that. It has to be that because why else would you design the room that way? Those are like the worst chairs for anything ever. <laughs> Any activity. And they have access to, you know, the most high tech chairs in the galaxy, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> There might have been a button hidden somewhere where the table would come out and it was them trying to find it and no one did. Will Smith just went above and beyond. I guess part of the problem I have with that is that he drags the table all the way across and then they cut to the scene where there's the little table next to him. And I'm always like, why don't you just use that table? Oh, they all have little tables or just he? I don't know if they all do or if it's just him, but there's like a little like cocktail table almost. Mm. (laughs) But he still sits in the uncomfortable chair. I would have just gone and sat on the ground next to the table. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I would have stand up, stood up and used the back of the egg chair. <laughs> <laughs> Roll out on the floor. Use yeah, the floor yeah. table. Just do a full like belly lay. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> dangling feet up in the air a little bit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ten year old girl. <laughs> Quantum physics. Book. Ankles crossed. Waving <laughs> yeah. them back and forth. Kicking off the flops. It sounds like everyone enjoyed the movie. Was there anything you would change or fix or any problems you had? Character motivations or anything like that? Ultimately, not really. They did a really good job of establishing the characters in the world pretty quickly. So, I mean, I'm not sure what I would change. And it holds up pretty well. So then how many blinky things out of 10 would you give it? (laughs) Uh, Neuralizers. Yeah, neuralizers. I would give it... uh, I got to leave myself some headspace here. So I'm going to say 8.5 neuralizers. Okay. So one of the neuralizers is set like eight of them are set to max. So the other one's set for like two years or something. Okay. Paul. Well, I've been, I've been uh, rating really high so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're Howard the duck at six. It's kind of uh, hurt. I, I, didn't, I didn't leave myself a lot of room in the scale. I guess you could just change um, the sale scale after the fact to be out of fifteen or something. Yeah. <laughs> out of twelve. Paul gets his yeah. own scale. <laughs> yeah, I mean I thought it was I thought it was great. There isn't anything I would really change about it. There there's things where I'm like, oh, I bet if they made this movie now they would make it two hours and twenty five minutes and add like an entire entirely uh, drawn out unnecessary like second climax or whatever well, no if, if <laughs> they made this thing now there would be 30 minutes of setting up films down the line <laughs> yeah yeah tommy lee jones would have to keep his memory there would be a yeah. teaser after the credits that's a good point i it was 98 minutes i think that's great so it's, it's a good good length for an action comedy yeah. did not so, stay it's welcome yeah Le- leaves you wanting more like Possibly two feature lengths worth more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But good, not now. Good news, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then how many neuralizers? Oh, I'll go nine. Ooh, okay. I think it's, a, it's just, I mean, I, it doesn't leave me a lot of room to go up, but I'm pretty confident it's gonna. it's not going to hold me back. Yeah, I think I would probably actually agree with that. I would probably give it a nine out of ten. I think the only thing I would change is that they establish that it's Tommy Lee or that it's Will Smith's second day at the end of the movie. And then he's supposed to immediately feel really sad about Kay getting like leaving. And it's it's like I almost wanted them like there had been a week of time at least or some amount of time before that to sort of establish the relationship in terms of the universe to make that resonate a little more. Oh, as in, like, you don't really realize it's been such a short time. Well, it just doesn't make it doesn't quite ring true to me that he would be so broken up after only like two days. Was he that broken up, though? He seemed kind of. So just being like, hey, man, all right, go back to your woman or whatever. Well, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is like, see you around. And his his response is just, no, you won't. But that was Tommy Lee Jones. But, But that's mirroring what Tommy Lee Jones did to D at the beginning. Sure, sure. Is that why? It's is it because it's it's not decades worth there? So yeah. It's not enough an analog for you, or yeah, like okay. like that's the only thing I change is like maybe you know some stuff happened a little bit before they got into the main plot, or they just you know 
They just established that more time had happened in between. So so you want that extra 25 minutes with the other climax. And the, the, the <laughs> <might> be. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want that extra 25 minutes. I just want references to it that we just didn't see. You could have said not bad for your first weeks of work. Yeah, or something like that. Right, yeah. Uh, Another thing I was kind of wondering, did they establish anything about Will Smith's backstory? Like when he was like thinking hard about, you know, when he sat there and watched the sunset and then decided that he was going to, you know, join the men in black. There Was there any, did we have any idea about what no. he was leaving behind? Because he kind of is established as like, oh, he pretty much, as far as we know, he doesn't, he isn't leaving anything behind. Well, we know he's leaving behind a gold gym's membership because that's one of the things they erased. <laughs> okay. And some coworkers he doesn't like. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I found myself asking the same thing at the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, should they have done something? He's giving up something like a dog. Like 25 or... minutes of establishing. Right. And then I decided, no, I didn't want <laughs> that extra time in the movie. It didn't matter. It's better. It's better without it. But I okay. could see that that if you made that movie today, they would like you know establish some sort of thing that he was giving up. He would have been a kid at the beginning. You would have seen him running through the cornfield and jumping off the <laughs> yeah, cliff yeah. edge <laughs> out mm-hmm. of the car. You're talking about Star Trek? <laughs> yes. Like I am. <laughs> Will Tiberius Smith. <laughs> Will Tiberius. Doug, <laughs> how many? Uh, flash tapings out of 10, would you give it? Am I allowed to give it the same number somebody else has given it? Yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've doubled up for the previous ones. Okay. Uh, you doubled up for Fantastic Four, where basically everyone gave it a five except Paul. Oh, I what think, did I give it? Well, I think you, get, you gave it, it a six, but I think that's because Howard you gave Duck Howard the Duck a six. Yeah, and I was like, I enjoyed it as much at least as Howard the Duck. Paul, Paul, established, a, style. Paul established a very high floor for his ratings. Oh, well, I kind of like Howard the Duck. That's still. I'm going to be really hard on the more modern ones. I They're going to totally not deserve it. I'm going to be like, oh, it was two hours and 15 minutes. Too long. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, two. <laughs> so, what did uh, you give it? I give it a 9 out of 10. It's pretty darned near flawless. Uh, I will say, though, that I really appreciate the special, the practical special effects. They did a really good job with those. And it is really incongruous to see the really cool alien stuff and then see the DOS-era computers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, like, this is not minority report technology here. You know, for for an example of a movie that did do the futury computer stuff really well. Well, I mean, you've got the alien hardware, but who's going to develop the software for for humans for the alien hardware? Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Why wasn't he? I would say it's it's because it's government work, but uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, okay. They were they were already operating off of private funds anyway, so. It kind of strikes that one down. Or patent on Velcro. They, yeah. <laughs> those, they probably gave us the iPhone and all of the apps and the neat UI stuff with that later on. Oh, that's true. Could yeah. be. I, really wa- I hope in a future, in a movie that we just haven't gotten to yet, they bring up like that they brought out something like a segue that they it bombed unexpectedly. Oh, yeah. We're just like, oh, miscalculated that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bran, as your inaugural rating for the Mary Marvel Star Movie March. Um, this movie really held up well over the years, and I think it will continue to hold up. I have to go with the nine. You want to go higher? No, because I know what's coming down the line, and I know I want to give myself a little bit of a room. Because I think that if it were to have been done today, like there are things that could have been adjusted a little bit. I thought it was really, really good, though. Uh, I just have a feeling that in today's environment, this movie would not be made nearly as well just because of the climate of Hollywood and blockbusters and stuff. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I think it is probably Marvel's fault in that their cinematic universe is doing so well that everyone has to develop a cinematic universe, including like the universal monster thing that oh, yeah. crashed and burned. Yep. The dark universe. Yeah, that's what it's called. 
Although apparently this uh, is actually the second attempt to start the Dark Universe. Yeah, there was like some Dracula thing. Dracula Untold, was that it? Yeah, with <laughs> Luke Evans. Oh, goodness. The guy from The Hobbit. Yeah, I, uh, Car and I definitely went and saw that in the theaters on $5 oh, movie night. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those where we knew we were going to see a movie before we left the house, but we didn't know what movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had how we ended up watching Good Shepherd. German. Or the German Shepherd. German, good German. The Good German. The Good German Shepherd. The German Shepherd. <laughs> that I would have watched. The lovable children's story. Yeah. So, any final thoughts before my final thought from anyone else? Um, definitely felt like a Will Smith movie. Did not feel like a comic book movie. Felt like a Will Smith movie. Is that a bad thing? A good thing or just a thing? Just a thing. Okay. I mean, I like Will Smith, generally. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, a Will Smith movie isn't really even a thing anymore. Sadly. He had, yeah, Not he had really. like a decade or so. Oh. I wish I could see more current Will Smith doing what he used to do. Like, I don't even feel like he does a lot of that comedy and humor as much anymore. Yeah, he Did does a lot of serious stuff. Did see Suicide Squad last year, Brienne? But see, even that, he was still very <laughs> serious. Like, yes, yeah. that was probably the closest he's been. <laughs> the The Oscar-winning... Suicide yes. Squad. Best makeup. Oh. <laughs> Just like this movie. Which it which it won over Star Trek Beyond somehow. Um. Uh, but I love I love Will Smith and you know Bad Boys and Independence Day and this and Wild Wild West. I liked him in that too. Like those Hitch. Are just, in Hitch. I liked Hitch. Yeah. Hitch is cute. Really, once he hit I Am Legend, every and the Legends of Bagger Vance, he went really <laughs> serious. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then all of a sudden it became he just. I mean, he's a very good actor, but I kind of miss I miss the lighthearted Will Smith. Come back, Will Smith. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> there. Uh, I don't know if it was still going to happen, but there was talk at one point of doing a Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover movie. No way. <laughs> I want to see it. Oh, <laughs> too good. I mean, I'm okay with that cinematic universe. <laughs> We'll call it the nonsensical cinematic universe. <laughs> Put in stuff we like. <laughs> so then one final thing I want to, that we need to hash out before we finish this episode. And that is of Howard the Duck, Captain America, and Men in Black thus far, which has the best ending song. Oh. That's a I great I think you all song. know which one I'm going to say. <laughs> Captain America, almost brave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but only at twice speed. <laughs> oh, that's 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 really tough. I might have to say Howard the Duck, because it's just so infectious. It's like the best it's part of that movie song. is that song. Whereas <laughs> this movie has a lot of other stuff going for it, so like Howard, Howard the Duck is like a song that they made a movie around. <laughs> only that were true. That would have been a much better movie. <laughs> I think I have to give it to Howard the Duck only because the the Captain America ending song wasn't as good as it could have been because it was improved by running it at slightly faster speeds. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it just, just played at that speed cool. to begin with. It would have been a clear winner. <laughs> Yeah, I think Howard the Duck wins because it goes Howard the Duck. <gasps> <laughs> There's no Hua in Men in Black. Oh, there is. There is. Lately, Alien and the. Yeah. So does that mean you're going Men in Black? I'm going on Men this? in Black. Oh, okay. I mean, come on. They're the Galaxy Defenders. They won't let you remember. Right. So I don't remember how this song goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end of the music video, they use the neuralizer on you, and then you're back to the beginning of the music video. <laughs> and then you just keep watching. Watch it over and over. Every time is the first time, and it never gets old. Totally well, maybe, maybe the best way to do this is to settle it lyrically. That's what I was just looking up. The Captain America song isn't about Captain America, though. I mean, it's about America, but it doesn't tell you what happened in the movie or about the characters. I would go so far to say that song is America. <laughs> <laughs> and you're thus, you are not willing to pick it as the best. <laughs> so we have to compare lyrics such as 
call him Howard the Duck. <laughs> Ain't no way to conceal it. With a feather's touch, I love him apart. <laughs> Call him Howard the Duck. <laughs> if it ain't funk, you don't feel it. And he shot an arrow straight to my heart. <laughs> the good guys dress in black. Remember that just in case we ever face to face and make contact. The title held by me, M.I.B., means what you think you saw you did not see. So don't blink, be what was there is now gone. The black suits with the black Ray-Bans on. Walk in shadow, move in silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. Yeah, but get down to this part down here. <laughs> yeah. Get here. Start doing this. Okay, so the let me see you just bounce it with me. Just bounce with me. Just bounce it with me. Come on. Let me see you just slide with me. Just slide with me. Just slide with me. Come on. Let you see you take a walk with me. Just walk with me. Now take a walk with me. Come on. Now make your neck work. Now freeze. Right. And compare that with this. Here before your very eyes, he's gonna be, gonna be here with you. I used to think it was all in my mind, ooh. He's gonna see some people tonight, I give you. Ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which How one would I you know? pick? I mean, Men in Black, it tells you about the movie, but it also tells you how to dance to it. So... That's pretty good, right? And here, look at this. Okay. All right, check it. Let me tell you this in closing. I know we might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection because we see things that you need not see and we place we be places that you not be, need not be. So go on with your life. Forget that Roswell crap. No love to the black suits because that's the men in. That's the men in. Here come the men in black. Okay. Or Howard the Duck. Ooh, gets a bump, he don't feel it. In a second, he would love you apart. Howard, ooh, the duck, ooh, ain't no way to conceal it. And he shot an arrow straight to my heart. Ah! <laughs> That's what this lyric page says. I don't really want to be loved apart. Just, <laughs> just, no just saying. No oh, you, you don't think that, uh, that duck... Uh, appendage would split you with its size. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no MIBs, can I please do what we say? That's why we kick it. You know what I mean? I, I see my noisy cricket get, wi- get wicked on you. We're your first, last, and only line of defense against the worst scum of the universe. So don't fear us, cheer us. If you have, oh, my phone went black. So don't fear <laughs> us, cheer us. Don't fear us, cheer us. If you ever get near us, don't jeer us. We're fearless. MIB's freezing up the flak. What's that stand for? Men in black. All right, so I can see that it's close. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like Howard the Duck wins. (laughs) I think so. If I could find anywhere on the internet the lyrics to Home of the Brave, we all would have to know which one wins. Are you looking? Um, it's probably pretty hard to find the lyrics to a song of a direct-to-DVD. <laughs> yeah, it's not on any of the, the lyrics sites. I mean, it's like I'm not even finding a lyrics video. Obviously, this, uh, this conversation is going to change when we get to Spider-Man and Hero. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And they say that a hero can save us. <laughs> I'm not really sure what the words are. Charlie, you're expressing a some sort of appreciation for Men in Black telling you how to dance to the song in the lyrics of the song, yes? Well, well yes. I mean, if I can learn about the movie and dance. How do you feel about the cha-cha slide, then? Uh, oh, there's no movie associated with that, so... <laughs> I do not judge it by the same standards. So if there had been a movie associated with it. Yes, and if there is in the future, if they retroactively make the movie about the song. It'll be breaking free. <laughs> well, anyway, I think this is a good segment to revisit uh, for each movie that has a significant song with lyrics in it. Or even not a significant song. Oh, that's true, yeah. Maybe it's a hidden gem. Well, uh, thank you very much to our guests, uh, Brianne Gobeski, Doug Gobeski, and Paul Gobeski Wilcox. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> thank you. It was real. 
<laughs> that it was. And for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report, my name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski. And next up in our Merry Marvel Movie March, we actually get into a major Marvel movie, the 1998 film Blade. Excited. I don't even think I've seen it yet. Ooh. Well, you'll have to be yeah, honest. What? I left yeah. myself no room. I'm going to be like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And I'm just going to have to 10 out of 10 every movie. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website at GobeskiWallsReport.com. Hey everybody, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just follow us at GW Report and like our page on Facebook, the Gobeski Wallace Report. And hey everybody, tune in to next episode where there's sure to be tons more hilarity that we know you'll enjoy. Hey everybody. tried <laughs> they had to bring in the cleanup crew what the heck is that noise <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> not me it was like oh yeah sorry that was my fidget spinner uh, <laughs> i didn't realize you guys could hear it <laughs> you really have a fidget spinner <laughs> yeah well, i have a few of them actually <laughs> He's moved up from yo-yos. I mean, I realize this isn't what the podcast is, is about, but I do want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, I that way I can I can spin it without it's it's easier to just do at my desk than yo-yoing, you know, while I'm at work. So I can just sit there and spin this with one hand. Does this mean you I... abdicated your claim to the yo-yo throne? Uh n- I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I still had, do the most yo-yoing of, of my whole office as well, but I've just branched out <laughs> into other things. I, a lot of it was inspired by that the most ridiculous YouTube video. I haven't watched the video, but I saw it as a screenshot. And it's countdown to the emoji movie while spinning 15 fidget spinners and dabbing every 60 seconds <laughs> and it's this kid in a in an emoji movie hoodie and there's like a countdown timer to the release of the emoji movie and he's got all these 15 fidget spinners laying on a table and he's dabbing i'm sorry dabbing is that what it's called yes i don't know what it is yeah, right. yeah. yeah. where you do I'm the thing it. it's like I'm you're gonna cool. sneeze kind of but you put your I, I don't know the history of it wasn't like a didn't a, a famous athlete popularize it or something? Yeah, yeah, I think it was popularized by uh, maybe a rapper out of Atlanta or something like that. And then now everybody's doing it. Now it's a really lame thing to do. Now the Cam, kids are. Cam now it's Newton. like really big in elementary school, along with fidget spinners. Right, Cam Newton apparently. Oh, it Cam Newton. Like oh, thing, right. It looks like the thing from uh, Superstar. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, know that is. from uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. I don't Superstar. know who that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except without the, the lunge associated with it as well that she mm-hmm. does. Correct. <laughs> Unless you're doing a really deep dab, which you can find. <laughs> you can find the, uh, like, my biggest, deepest dab of all time. <laughs> uh. It's like you kids are all just, you know, into the YouTubes and stuff. And I'm like. 80 years old, yelling at y'all to get off my lawn. (laughs) This week on Everyone Explains Pop Culture to Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Doug versus Pop Culture. There's our segment. Much better. Much better. Or we could call it Get Off My Lawn with Doug (laughs) Kobeski. No, that's that's a little too ominous. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 